Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we have the opportunity to speak with Noah Ginsberg. Noah is a University of Kansas student and Jayhawk superfan who goes by the nickname Plunger Boy. Noah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate the time. Good to meet you, Sam. Good to meet you, Stephen. Thank you for having me on here. I'm really excited to be part of your podcast, and I really appreciate everything you were doing. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us. Yeah, of course. We appreciate you coming on. So to start, please start by you know telling us how you went by the nickname Plunger Boy and how you started to collect the plungers and really started to build your name. I have started my Plunger Boy super fandom, I believe, freshman year of college. I started using the plunger uh, senior year of high school. I started it basically. My father and my sister were in Portland, Oregon, and they come home after my sister's birthday when they're going shopping because some person was making plungers through your head uh, off the street. Like they have toasters, forks, swords. They wanted to bring me a sword, but... That was not going to fit in the plane because planes are very strict with regarding their security. And my father encouraged me to wear it at like a game, a party or a school dance at the time. And then I, I was a very quiet person at the time. I didn't really get out of my comfort zone very much. And my father wanted me to do that more and get more involved with other people and all that. And at that time, I'm like, Dad, there's no way I'm wearing a plunger in public. I mean, I would look absolutely ridiculous. And I just thought that time it would be one of those gag gifts that I'll just put in my room somewhere and completely forget about it. And I believe when it came to the beginning part of my senior college uh, career, um, not college, high school, I'm sorry, at Lawrence High. I'm, a, I'm from Lawrence. I've been here in Lawrence for about 17 years i'm 22 i've got i moved here from fort collins colorado uh, when i was five i decided all right my life's not getting any better uh i've at that time i was a very again very introverted quiet person at the time uh i had a lot of mental health uh issues at the time and i'm like okay i gotta do something different and i'm like let's try it let's see what happens and I, I had friends at that time, but I was more of an acquaintance. I didn't really hang out with people that much and all that. And maybe this is an opportunity to get to be around more people and do more things with other people um, regarding games, uh, school dances, all that. And it took off from there. I remember at that time I was at that same stance when it came to freshman year of college. I started wearing it at uh, some of the freshman events like, traditions night at memorial stadium where we we were learning uh the fight song the claps and all that and i remember i got to meet a lot of people from that and it just took off from there wow so before we started the intro you you said you've been a big candace fan uh jayhawk fan for well over 15 17 years um talk about kind of your your early memories of supporting the Jayhawks, your favorite memories uh, of supporting the football and basketball programs. Yeah. So of course it started. I remember, I believe I was seven years old at the time we went, I went to the orange bowl in Miami with my mother and father at the time. And not many people noticed it was 
freezing at that Orange Bowl. It was like 23 degrees. I mean, it was cold. And it, it's never cold in Miami, as we all know. I mean, it, it never happens. So that was my one of my very first memories of the football team. And then I started going to more games in 2008 when we had Todd Reesing, Jake Sharp, Desmond Briscoe. I went to some of the camps at KU where Desmond Briscoe was the uh, counselor. And then I became a very big football fan at that time. I went to more games with my father then. And then, of course, it was a very long transition for the past 14 years. And I mean, I've been to games with my father where it's been blowout after blowout, but we would keep going, hope, hoping eventually it would change because we had Turner Guild and Charlie Weiss when things really went downhill. And then we had David Beatty where it was just a mess. And then Les Miles, we all know how that turned out. And then Lance I pulled and now things are finally on the uprise. So it's great. It feels great being back. It feels great uh, seeing this program improve and seeing the players grow. I mean, it's been very surreal. And regarding basketball, I would say always also, again, I try to support the other programs like volleyball. Uh, I never grew up a volleyball person, but I know we got a great volleyball team here. So I try to support them in any way I can. Women's basketball, uh, we have a very good team this year. They're, what, ranked 20th, 21st right now, I believe. They recently beat Oklahoma State, so I try to come to games as, as many games as I can. I try to bring other people that I know to games to fill up that student section because right now it's just empty. So we need to get more students at those games. Um, baseball, I also try to go to uh, baseball games as well. Um, KU basketball, I remember, I believe – my father's a New Yorker, so when he's not happy, when the team's not playing well, everyone's going to know about it. So I started watching games with my father, I believe, around like 2007, I believe. It was uh, that championship year where we had Sasha Khan, we had Mario Chalmers, we had Darnell Jackson. I remember meeting Darnell Jackson at High V when he was doing a meet and greet. So I became a big fan at that time or while I was around in first grade. And I remember when we won it all that night and that next day, I actually went to the parade, um, uh, not the parade, but the championship ceremony at Memorial Stadium. Uh, the very next day, my parents pulled me out of school early to go to that. And that was a lot of fun. Just staring that trophy all the way on top of the stadium. I mean, that was very surreal at the time. And ever since that season uh being memphis because memphis had derrick rose john calipari at the time they were the favorites to win it all and being down nine with two minutes left and coming back all the way was one of my favorite moments and it, it really took off from there mm -hmm. so if you go on your uh your social media your instagram twitter tiktok you you've really have have shown your uh, your fandom. You've really expanded your your brand, if you want to say, for Plunger Boy. Um, with this recent season, the recent football season, and then the early part of the basketball, how do you think your notoriety or or brand has has grown? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been as active on social media. Uh, TikTok always want to build a big following there, so it's been a struggle. So. I'm a strategic communications major, so I got to be more active. I got to work on that personally. Um, so when it comes to that, I got to work on doing different things and more trial and error when it comes to that. So, But I remember for that Duke game, I remember waiting out 
uh, for that game at like five in the morning and no other student came until like, like nine, 10, 11, something like that. And I, I was there for like four hours on my own, exhausted. Um, I remember that morning, uh, a woman interviewed me. She worked for ESPN and they, she was doing like an article about like KU fans and all that because it's been a long 14 years since we were, what, at that time, 3-0. and I mean, because last time we were 2-0 was that one year where we had a complete collapse when we started 5-0 and and then lost seven games in a row. I mean, you all probably remember that. Uh, it was... It was not a fun time, and that was the last year where we had Mark Mangino. Um, but I'd say when it comes to brand awareness and all that, there's going to cave games and getting out uh, looking completely different from everybody else. I mean, that's a big trick. Um, there's a quote from the owner to Savannah Bananas, and it's, whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. And the one thing I that I always learned from, like, no, a lot of celebrities like Steve Harvey is you can't be afraid to fail. I mean, there will be a lot of times where you'll fail and that's just part of lear a learning experience. I mean, there've been a lot of moments with it that I've been afraid to do that. And I got, had to learn how to get out of my comfort zone, but I'd say brand awareness. Uh, there's a lot when it comes to the games, like people like saying hi to, to me and all that. And that's been great. I've got to meet a lot of cool people doing this and been able to like build a little community of like, especially at the football games where there's a select few of us that get there very early. And then, and then some of us like holler at the other team because the opponents are like right in front of the student section. So they get to hear us all game. So it's, and usually it's the same people that get there really early and all that. So, I mean, brand awareness when it comes to like games and all that, cause I'm very easily noticeable is good, but also like when it comes to social media, there's like a lot of room for improvement. I mean, that's something I've always wanted to do. Um, I've been also trying to figure out what I'm going to do uh, after this year because I'm a senior. I don't know if I'll come back another year or to grad school, but I'll, um, one thing I've always wanted to do is try to incorporate this somehow um, in, in the future. And I, I don't know how that's going to work out, but and that's why I thank you for you guys bring me on here because every single time it's an opportunity to get to meet new people and create new opportunities. Right, of course. And, you know, we're glad that you're able to share your experience. Now, you were able to go to the Liberty Bowl and the game that they were able to play in Memphis against Arkansas. Many Jayhawk football fans, Jayhawk fans are going to really remember that game because that was the first bowl game that the team was able to go to in 14 years. And then you mm -hmm. add in the 38-13 to 13 comeback a game that went into triple overtime, um, unfortunately lost, but it was just an amazing experience. But with you being actually at the game, you know, talk about that entire atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, we had a great turnout of football fans. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't able to get there till like the night before, but seeing what was going on from other people that I knew that were like at the parades and all that the days before, I mean, KU had a big turnout. I mean, it was always sad uh, for the past like 14 years, just seeing the stadium completely, almost completely empty. I mean, and seeing like how many K fans care about this football team and how this team has grown and the players and rallying around Leipold and the entire coaching staff was really surreal. And I would, I'd loved seeing all the students that came. I mean, we had a, quite a few students come, which was great. I mean, because the student section for a long time has been really, really downhill. Usually it's only 
really populated when it's the basketball games. So seeing a lot of students at the football game was a big deal. I would say it was a heck of a game because our last bowl game was, again, 14 years ago, like you said, against Minnesota in the Insight Bowl. That was on New Year's Eve in 2008, I believe. Uh, but it was a great atmosphere. I remember at that time, I'll tell you something funny. I was just thanking people for coming. I really appreciate everything they've done and all that. I mean, I was walking around like the whole area where they sat the students doing that. And then all of a sudden we scored a touchdown and covered an onside kick. I'm like, oh my gosh, we actually have a chance to get back in this game because our defense was really struggling at moments. Our offense had its moments too. And seeing us get back in that game, I mean, was a big deal. And I mean, it's hard. It's hard when we lose like that and you don't always want to take moral victories and all that, but nobody expected, as we all know, for us to make a bowl game. And the fact that we were in a bowl game and we had a chance against a team that was at one point ranked 10th in the country in Arkansas was, I think it was a big deal and a very good step in the right direction. So the only, uh, the main goal next year is to improve on that six and six season and keep getting better. And hopefully in a few years, we get to go to the playoffs. That's a, that's a big dream of mine. So will it happen? Uh, that will be, uh, remain to be seen but hopefully it'll happen soon because in 2007 we were one game away from going to the championship game and then we fell to of all teams Missouri but Mm -hmm. it was really insane we were that close yeah yeah that was a a great season uh this year Mm -hmm. and uh, the 07 team that was a really special team as well I got to Dexton Fields, a former the wide receiver on that team, he actually I actually uh, have a relationship with him. Uh, he was my trainer back in high school, and he's a really good dude. And he was pretty frustrated throughout these years, and he's very happy to see the program to be back where it is right now and where it's going to be heading. Mm-hmm. I think the main goal right now is to keep the offense together. I mean, we got to improve defensively. I would like to see us. Uh, improve on the defensive line and because if you improve the defensive line the entire defense gets better because if you can't get pressure on the quarterback it makes it very hard I mean we had a lot of good players this year like Sam Burr and Loney Phelps and others that did a lot but there's always room for improvement and there was a lot of moments with the defense uh, this year but it's great having Kenny Logan back I mean he's the leader of defense we got pieces like Kobe Bryant OJ Burroughs that are big pieces as well. So the the only place it can go is up. And I think this team will get better defensively and the offense will continue to get better because Daniels will be, will be back and he'll be healthy, fully healthy. So we got my friend from high school, Devin Neal. Uh, He's had, he's had a great college career so far. And we got a really good running back group with Daniel Highshaw and then Savion Morrison. And we got a good receiver group and, Luke Grimm and many others as well. And we got a great offensive line. What amazed me, especially at the end of last year and this year's the offensive line improvement, because in 2020 was a very depressing seat, depressing year because Jalen Daniels, Miles Kendrick, they had no chance because the line just could not hold up at all. And it, it was just a mess. So seeing the offensive line completely flip the script in like one year, that really impressed me. And this year, I mean, they were one of the best offensive lines in the entire conference. I mean, 
And that happened basically within like a year and a half. I mean, and that, that just does not happen as we know. My uncle is a New York Giants fan. I mean, they've been trying to improve their offensive line for like years and years and years, and they finally made it back in the playoffs. But uh, improving an offensive line, turning around in like basically a year and a half, two years, just it does not happen. Mm -hmm. So that really impressed me. And once I saw that, I'm like, I think we got something with this coaching staff. We got something with these players, and, and they'll continue to get better. And hopefully next year we get to maybe compete for a Big 12 title. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to I want to talk about like a little bit KU basketball, not like the team perspective, but being a student and being a fan. Um, mm -hmm. What's the process like uh, during basketball season, camping out to get the front row seat, which is very difficult? Um, and what's the longest yeah. you ever camped out for a game? Yeah, so a lot of people mistake this. So it's a camping system. It's not like a first come first serve thing. I mean, it's it was more like that for like football and then like the final four games and all that from people that I knew that went to that. But um, it's basically this is how it works. Like usually the day after every home game, there's like a there's a lottery time where you pull number. You try to get as many people to thirty as you can, and at, with every five people, you get to pull. So at most you can have like six chances to get the lowest number. And if you get the lowest number, you get the best seats. And then you got to camp like from like 5 a.m. to whenever they suspend it. That can sometimes be at 4 p.m. or 10 p.m. I mean, it depends on the game. Um, you sit now in the field house basically. So it's not like Duke where you got a tent and sit outside. I mean, I, I've read stories about that and I'm like, I mean, and I tell like the students that complain about camping here and like, just be happy. It's not that because the North Carolina games, they have to 10 out for them. I like, know me. I mean, I would do it clearly, but I mean, it would be a complete pain in the butt because it, it's bad weather during that time, especially in January, February, when they start doing that. So um, I'm fortunate we get to uh, sit now in field house. I really appreciate uh, the camping committee and all that. So the trick with me is, is I've known a lot of people that have done it uh, freshman year. So I've known a lot of people in like different areas, different groups. So like, if, and I've helped them out uh, get in different groups as well. Cause I remember I had two, I brought in a lot, but we had too many. So my leader kicked out everyone I invited. So, and then I'm like, okay, I'll get you with some other people that I know that are camping as well. So I got them set up. And so basically if they, had like a better spot, whatever they let me join them or whatnot. So that's kind of how that worked. Uh, during the early parts of the season, I mean, camping has really died down, uh, which has been depressing. Like I remember the Indiana, Indiana game, there were only like 11 groups that went to lottery. And I mean, and we had a big group and usually most groups that uh, games early in the season, like have only 15. So like, and we had like almost like 30 at the time. So like really getting like good seats and all that, especially for these early games has been like really easy. I can argue it's easier than the football games, honestly. I mean, again, we got a great camping uh, leadership team. I have some friends that are doing that as well. That gives me no benefit or anything at, at that at all. No, doesn't work that way. I don't just walk up the front. Like some people think I do and just go from or I don't really do that I mean the only time I ever do that is if I know people there or if I uh 
my group's there and I have to get out of class or what whatnot in people's safe spots. So it's easier to look at me because I'm the one that stands out and all that. And I get it. I mean, I knew that's how it was going to be like. So the system, it, it's, it sounds tedious when you start, when you start it, but like once you do it and once you experience it more and more, it's really, it's very intuitive. I mean, especially early in the season, like it's very easy because it's been a, uh, the, there has not been very many groups this year because for late night, there were only 36. And usually in late night, there's almost 100. So that was that really set a red flag for me. And uh, basically this year so far, there has not been very many groups. I mean, it'll, there'll be more like during the Big 12, like when we play Texas, K-State, Baylor, there'll be quite a few with TCU, I'm sure. But I mean, with the other games, like it has really, it has not been the same. I'll say that. So, but hopefully we can find a way to get more people coming back and all that. Cause usually people, I think now, because uh, ever since COVID, in my opinion, more people have been treating it like get there first and all that. And I mean, and, and that's just not the way it goes. So. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so uh, what's your favorite uh, KU football game you've been to as a student? Yeah, I would say probably the Oklahoma State game when we were finally bowl eligible. I mean, we had a fun time at that one. I remember Mike Gundy, the head coach of Oklahoma State. I mean, and I have a friend that goes to Oklahoma State from my high school. So, I mean, we were all having fun with that and all that. At the time, I was texting him here and there. But I remember Mike Gundy at the end of the game, like he was – he was on the complete other side of the sideline from his team. And we're all just yelling, you can't coach him there and stuff like that. And seeing Jason being a guy who's been through a lot and all that, uh, take us to uh bowl eligibility was a big deal. And mm-hmm. us being able to run, run on the field, tear down goalposts and all that. I mean, it was a lot of fun. So, and I was very happy for the students, especially those who are, uh, especially for those who have been, fans for a long time and those who've been to games for a long time and know what we've had to go through for the past 14 years so that was probably my favorite game some of my other favorite games were probably duke when we finally sold out of the booth i mean seeing the stadium absolutely packed for the first time in a long time was a huge deal and then college game day coming in uh getting to meet pat mcafee and all them i remember he wore one like plungers on his show so and I remember uh, it was really funny. We were teasing each other afterwards. He's a really funny guy, too. So I would say those three games were a lot of fun, even though we couldn't pull it off against TCU. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And seeing this team finally finally start winning, seeing this team finally grow, and seeing this these players just rally around the coach was a huge, huge surreal moment. Yeah, I went to uh... – Five out of the six home games, I didn't go to the season opener, but I was at all pretty much all of them. Probably the most fun I've had at a KU football game ever. For sure, for sure. Oh yeah, uh, what's your favorite uh, KU basketball game you've been to? This is there's a lot of them. So I'll start with as a fan in general. Like I used to go to games with my father for a long time, ever since I was like five, seven years old. So my favorite game was probably the KU-Oklahoma triple overtime game. I remember I wasn't supposed to go to that game. My father shares tickets with his friend. So if his friend can't go, I replace him and all that. My father, uh, he's getting older. So he, he was having some back issues and he told me, you're going to the game. So when it was one number one, number two, I'm like, okay. So my that was probably my favorite game I've ever been to. 
as a student, oh, that's tough. There's been a lot. I remember one of my favorites for sure is the Texas Tech double overtime game. That was a lot of fun. I would say for sure the uh, KUK State fight. I mean, I mean, I was like completely right there and all that. So um, I remember I was with some of my old uh, friends uh, from freshman year. We were just having a blast at that game. Um, uh, we were all like chained airball, airball at Cartier Chara. And then they had Xavier Sneed at the time. But I remember that ending when DeSosa completely volleyball spiked that that layup at the end or whatever it was. I don't know. But I remember when he stood over him, I'm like, uh-oh, something's going to go down. And then when I, when we all saw like the entire KC Benz rally over, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. So, I mean, I would say probably those two are probably <laughs> the most memorable, I would say, on top of my head right now. Oh, yeah, that was. That fight, I'll never, I'll never forget that game. I think my favorite KU game I've been to in person was the KU West Virginia in 2017, the 14 point comeback with 2:45 left. Yeah, I think, I think my father and his friend went to that one. I watched it at the end when we were all thinking, okay, two minutes, game's over, and all that. So, and then all of a sudden, Allen Fieldhouse, Payheat to the Fog Magic came out. So that was amazing, uh, and then. uh Seeing Bob Huggins or Huggy Bear, whatever y'all want to call him, <laughs> completely flip on his team was was really funny. I remember when we went to um, when we beat them the year later when he got ejected and all that. We were all just loving it. So, and I would say I'll tell you another funny story. So my father at the bowl game, my father and my sister went. I sat in a different area from them. I sat sit with the students and all that. So. And they decided to just go to the game on their own and all that. I remember they left early because they thought the game was over and all that. And then once they started coming back, my dad just rushes back in the stadium and all that. And then he starts watching it with me and all that. And we're all just going crazy. And unfortunately, uh, we didn't pull it off. And I mean, they had a great year. And I know on Twitter, there's uh, Jason Bean's been getting a lot of heat. And, and I don't agree with it. Look, it was... Look, he made a mistake, but if it wasn't for him, we're probably not in that bowl game. So, and he's a great, he's a great guy and all that. And he's worked his tail off. And I mean, and I mean, those things happen. I mean, look, it sucks, but I mean, it's just the way, that's just the way sports is. Sometimes you have great moments like winning the national title last year. And sometimes you have bad moments where you lose to Wichita State in the second round. So, I mean, that's just part of it. Yo. There are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you've been to games throughout throughout your life, uh, before you were a student at KU and currently as a student. What are some things that you think should be implemented to the game day experience at both Allen Fieldhouse and uh, David Booth Memorial Stadium? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a hard one. Um, I would say one thing I miss is when they do the one, two, three, uh, 
pizza, uh, Papa Kino's pizza shuffle. I, I met the pinball, the pinball one was way better. That's just me. I like more the older stuff. I'm from an older family. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I like, I like the old fashioned stuff. That's just me. I would say, uh, I really love when they, uh, they hand out like a lot of cool merch, sometimes towels, rags, sometimes even T-shirts. Sometimes I remember when we played Kentucky, not last year, last year, forget last year. Uh, when In 2016, when they had um, sections that were different colors, like one area would be crimson, one area would be blue. I, I miss doing that. That was a lot of fun. I think the last time we did it, I don't remember. Maybe last year. I don't remember. I remember definitely freshman year, I believe, when we played Oklahoma State. So if we can like have some more of those big games, that would be a big deal. I mean, I love what they do for the at the, after the women's games. They let the they let people shoot on the court and all that. I haven't done that personally. Sometimes they would do a mini golf course. I'm like, oh, I'm bringing my dad and we're doing this sometime because <laughs> I used to play golf with him all the time back in high school and all that. We haven't done it uh, in a while and all that, but but that's one thing I really want to do again. So, and I always love like what they try to do to get kids excited and all that as well. So I would say, I would say more, um, I would say like, if your question was to just get more students to games and all that, I would say more hype. I would say more theme stuff, more activities like before the game and after the game, I would say for sure. And one thing I, that, I mean, based off their research that drives a lot of people crazy, especially for the football games, is the parking is not easy and the Wi-Fi in the stadium is just not good. So it doesn't really affect me because I have cellular and all that, but the service is just, it's bad. So, and I, and I've heard based off the plan, they're renovating the stadium and all that. So and we'll have better concessions, hopefully better parking and all that in the newer stadium because Memorial Stadium is not a new stadium. It's been around for a very, very, very long time. So, and regarding Allen Fieldhouse, I mean, one thing is, I mean, one thing that happens in their lot because I had my high school graduation there because we had bad weather for, uh, for it to be outside. So we had it in Allen Fieldhouse is – there's no air conditioning, so it get it gets very humid in that arena fast. So if you're not prepared, I mean, it get it's not easy. So, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, technical stuff. So I'm looking at it and like a lot of things based off like research from like some of the classes I've taken and like ways to get more students to the games and all that. So, and uh, when it comes to K basketball, I mean, it's it's usually it's K basketball as because that's what KU is basically known for uh, athletics wise. So. I mean, I remember talking with other uh, other marketing people for KU, like how to get more people to games. So I would say like more events before and after the games because you don't know what's going to happen on the field. It could be a good game or it could be a very bad game, and especially when it was during that 14-year skid. It was a better chance it was probably going to be bad. So, and I And I do not like saying that, but... I would say for sure more again, more stuff before and after the games to get more students involved, more people in the community involved. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, so you've been a uh, local resident of Lawrence for um for seventeen years, like you said earlier. Uh, what's your favorite uh, local restaurant that you like to go to in Lawrence? Oh man, there's a lot. I love Henry T's. I haven't been there in a long time. I love Zen Zero. I mean, their noodles are incredible. I always tell 
KU students that are not from Lawrence, I mean, try Zen Zero. I mean, don't just go, don't just try Newell's and Company or try Burger Stand for sure. Burger Stand's incredible. Henry T's is great. I mean, there are a lot of people I know that like Free State Brewery is pretty good. Dempsey's is very popular here for sure. So uh, number one, Zen Zero for sure. I just love their noodles and all that. Uh, probably to watch games. 23rd Street Brewery is a lot of fun. And then probably uh, Henry T's. Those are my two favorites to probably go watch games. Yeah, shout out uh, Matt Kleiman with the Henry T's. <laughs> For sure, for sure. I remember, I remember Matt Kleiman. I remember Connor Tian. When oh, like a lot of students are big, we're big Chris Tian fans. We would always do it's Tian time when we were up big, especially like against Mizzou and all that. One of my favorite players growing up was Connor Tian. I don't remember exactly why, but I was always like, "Who is this guy? I want to see this guy play." And I remember uh, in 2012 when we went to New Orleans against Anthony Davis in Kentucky, he played quite a bit, and he actually had a really good year. So that was when we had Thomas Robinson, Elijah Johnson, and I'm trying to think of the other ones. Think what I can't remember his first name, but I remember we had Young, um, so. Kevin Young. Kevin Young, yes, Kevin Young. So, I mean, I've been around for a long time, so I'm trying to just remember everybody. So, I remember my first team, I started cheering. I really started getting into it was when we had Cole Aldridge, Sean Collins, Matt Kleiman again, Marcus Markeith Morris, Travis Relliford, and it, it just took off from there. Brady Morningstar, Tyrell Reed. So, it's always fun seeing those guys at games. I'm like, I remember that guy when he was on the court. So. Mm-hmm. And a lot of students that are not from here probably don't know who those who those people are unless they are huge KU basketball fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, being a KU fan, have you had an opportunity to go any to any uh, road games, whether in basketball and football? Yeah, I uh, I actually haven't. Honestly, usually I like to just chill out uh, when it comes to home games, like with my family, and especially during uh, the. As a student, like I will go to like the bars, whether it be like the Wheel, the Bull Hawk, or the Logies, or Sandbar, or any other local areas, and just watch it there. I talked about going to KU, uh, K State football game, but just so because it was Thanksgiving, a lot of people that I knew were out of town. I'm like, okay, I'm not driving here on my own. So, and after that Texas game, I'm like, okay, so I'm like, I don't know. And I have a lot of friends that play that go to K-State and have some friends that play on the football team, like Pac Boydo, Keenan Garber, and Jackson Neen, uh, the brother of Joe Neen and Jay Neen that played football here. And, I mean, it, it stinks he plays at K-State, but, I mean, I don't blame him because KU really screwed him over. But um, I'm happy he's ha- I'm happy he's enjoying it there and all that. Um, but I would say I haven't been to uh, – Row games, I plan hopefully can do that in the future. Uh, hopefully, if I get the enough money in the future with what I do in the future, I don't know what that is. I can do that. So, I uh, hope I will not be robbing banks like Chiefsaholic. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, I'll tell you something funny. So, we had no idea what was going on. This guy was not posting during the Texans game. I'm like, okay, what's going on with this guy? Did something happen to him? And we like, we thought, like, did this guy like pass away or something? And then and then I and then I hear from Braden Turner and all of them that this guy was robbing banks. I'm like, what? I'm like, well, no wonder why this guy kept betting like 80 grand on like <laughs> something ridiculous. I'm like, how's this guy making all this money? So 
you know, when I heard that, I'm like, I must be going a bad career path here. But <laughs> no, it was, oh my gosh. So, I mean, hopefully I can do real games uh, in the future. Uh, no, I will not rob banks to do that or anything like that. But I'll elaborate, like, with my Plunge Boy thing. Like, one of my main messages with the plunger is, like, you can't worry what other people judge you on. So, and I have to be reminded by that all the time because there are times where I get scared to death to wear that out because you don't know what someone's going to say but like when when i start wearing it it's like okay if i look ridiculous of course i look ridiculous i mean you're saying grass is green it's the same thing so and then like i'll i start wearing like arm sleeves that, are, that have like very good mental health messages like you're not alone things get better you will smile again so that's stuff for like me to like remind myself because nobody's perfect everybody has something going on we dealt with a we dealt with 2020, so everybody's going through something at this point. So, I mean, it's just all about bringing people together and all that. And that's that's the main thing with all this. Awesome. Uh, uh, so uh, after you graduate, uh, are, do you have the goal of uh, being able to make enough money to be a season ticket holder one day? Yeah, season t- ticket holder and donate a lot um, because a lot of, especially at the basketball games, like if you want, if you want like good seats and if you don't want to sit like very, very high at the corner, you got to donate a lot. So that that's just the way it works. I mean, a lot of, a lot of colleges work that way. I mean, my cousins go to Clemson. Um, so that's how it works there. So I have family from the deep South. So they're all Clemson fans and so when when they do well, I'll root for them and all that. Um, but if my team does well, they'll root for my team. So I mean, it's a lot of fun. So sometimes, like my uh, one of my uncles uh, from South Carolina will try to find me at the games and whatnot. Because I remember when he was watching the KU Oklahoma game last year, when uh, we almost pulled off uh, a miracle against the third team in the country when they had Caleb Williams, uh, mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy winner this year. Um, he was watching that game and all that, and I mean. A lot of people are watching that game because I remember at the time, like me and some guys are saying, if we get a couple first downs, we were storming that field like as like, you know, something funny because we didn't expect to be in that game. But then like at the end of first quarter, at the end of the first half, not just first quarter, I'm like, we're in this game. We are up 10, nothing. We have a chance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, oh my gosh, that was one of my, that was also one of my favorite games. And then, um, Athletic director Travis Goff then made a mission free to get people at the games and all that. And then seeing the stadium fill was really cool and all that. So that was also one of my favorite games I've been to uh, as a student. Um, as a non-student, I would say a few of the improbable wins like against West Virginia, Texas. I mean, the Texas game, I mean, you can't forget that one. Yeah. So, I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, Texas is never living that down. But um I remember when we beat Texas uh, last year, um, I had friends that were in like Greek life and all that, that went, uh, that took the trip and then they were all chanting SEC, SEC. So, and you could hear them on the TV. So we're all just cracking up. So, and then, uh, then I started like, started to chant there at like one of the bars on the triangle doing that. And we were all all just going crazy and we're all like watching a game. Um, So it was great seeing like all the students like involved in all that. And, that's one thing that's really hurt this university is basketball is great and all that. And it, and basketball brings K a lot of money because we're, we're basically the Harvard of basketball. We're the blue bloods with Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. So we're a big deal when it comes to basketball, but 
a lot of money comes to football. And if you don't have a football, if you don't have a consistent football program, it hurts you, athlete, it hurts you athletically. So seeing our football program finally turn around was a, was a lot, was great. I remember meeting with uh, the chair of HSES uh, and sports management, uh, Jordan, Dr. Bass, Jordan Bass. Uh, he works for my father. Um, I talked about like, because there was Big 12 realignment because we were all talking about going to Big 10 and all that. And I'm like thinking like, okay, if we don't win our first game and all that, this could affect KU for a long time because a lot of this realignment is because of football mainly. And if we don't have a good football program, the Big 12, the Big 10 is not going to want us. And if the Big 12 falls apart because Texas and Oklahoma, I mean, where are we going to go? So um that was a that was a huge huge uh, thing we were talking about at that time and a big deal getting students and people at the game because if you don't have a good if you don't have good support uh, as well for the for like the football team and the other uh sporting teams like no women's basketball baseball and all that i mean it also hurts your chances with the with realignment and all that because if you don't have if the main people of the Big Ten don't see at that time don't see that we have a good support for our football program because that's where the money comes from, especially with the Big Ten is football. They're not going to want us. I mean, I know we have like all this stuff academically to get in and all that, but if you don't have football, it, it really hurts you. So and finally seeing our football program turn it around. And I think like we I mean, no matter what happens and the Big 12 looks like it'll be fine. It's just. Texas, Oklahoma, I mean, they can keep losing in the SEC because they're not competing with Alabama. There's no way, especially Oklahoma. Oklahoma is not good right now. So I would say that those were like the big talking points for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Greg Gurley was on uh, our podcast in September and uh, told us that how important it is to donate to the Williams Fund and just show up to mm -hmm. these football games and football makes a big difference and how it's the center of an athletic department and the funding and for all sports. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. So uh, do you have any advice that you would give to those that are chasing a dream? Chasing a dream. I would say I gotta, I gotta work on this because there are times where like, where I'm not in a good mood. I just end up not wanting to do anything. I mean, I gotta get back in my workout routine. I got Work on doing more things that to get out of those like moments where where I'm like I'm feeling depressed and all that. I mean, because we all deal with it. Um, where I just stay in bed, just do nothing, let things that are bothering me uh, control what I do. So I would say, when it comes to that, is you gotta do things that no one else is doing. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna, if you like, for example, and probably not the best example because he's a very not the brightest person in the world, especially right now, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. I mean, what they did is they, they did something nobody else did. I mean, you got to set yourself apart. I mean, I talk with the athletic people all the time. I mean, if you want to grow interest, you got to set yourself apart. I mean, look what the Savannah bananas are doing. They're doing something nobody else is doing. I mean, and no one talks about how good the the team is. Everyone's talking about the brand. I mean, what they're doing on social media, what they're doing at the games and what they do at the events, like what the owner's doing and all that and what the players are doing and all that. I mean, that that's, I mean, how, that would be the big thing is you always have to set yourself apart. I mean, and there's going to be a lot of bumps. And I mean, I've experienced stuff that I've 
some that I expected, some that I did not. And I mean, that's just part of it. I mean, and there's a lot of good that comes into it and there's a lot of hard moments and, and some of it sucks, but I mean, that's just all part of it. So, but I would say, yeah, I just keep going, keep trying and not be afraid to fail. I mean, I got to remind myself on that. I mean, there are a lot of moments where my father could, will say that to me on certain other things. And sometimes like I wear, I do what I do as well. It's just to get myself out of those situations. It's like this is opportunity to do something and all that. So I would say again, try new things, do, do things that nobody else is doing and take it from there. Awesome. I, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Now uh, we'll, we'll end with this. Do you have, uh, what's your, what's your Instagram and Twitter and TikTok for, uh, to find Candace Strayhawk fans to follow and uh, watch <laughs> the plunger boy. Yeah. So uh, my Instagram used to be Gatsby dog. It's not that anymore. People used to call me that in high school because uh, I used to play call of duty all the time and all that I was a big call of duty guy back in the day. I don't here and there. I'll get on like some of my old friends uh, that go to KU that I've known since like middle school or playing or whatnot. But my uh, Instagram is plunger underscore boy. Um, my Twitter, I have to look this up because I always forget it, is plunger underscore underscore boy. It's two underscores. And then my uh, TikTok, my TikTok stinks, but I got to I gotta probably do a big overhaul change is general plunger boy. Uh, I tried plunger boy. Uh, that, that was just too small. And I think I had another one and I made a new one. So I'm like, Let's make it general plunger boy. So, and that's also my Twitch channel when I do Twitch streaming, when I play Mall Warfare 2, Warzone with some of my friends and all that. Yeah, Sam, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about your story of how the plunger boy origin started, your time uh, early as a Candace Strayhawk fan, and now what you've uh, grown into as a student. Yeah, I really want to thank you guys for having me on here. Um, this is probably one of my very first podcasts I've ever been on, and I really appreciate you guys for having me on here again. So, And I can't wait to see it out there. I'll share it with my family and my friends and all my social media as well because my family would love to see it and all that. And I told them I'll be doing this, and they were very excited and all that. So it's been a, a great experience and journey ever since. I knew I've always wanted to come to KU. My father wanted me to visit other schools uh, just to experience what other colleges look like. Um, but I always knew I wanted to come to KU. I love the students here. I love the community here. I love Lawrence. I love the people here. And it's like, why would I Why would I go anywhere else? I mean, there's no other, no better place to be than Lawrence. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for uh, for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.